chatting on the side there's so many chats so to have. many chats happening that we just super love it because i'm steph march i'm here with elizabeth reese hi Woo-hoo. i um, love hanging out with you it's so much fun to be here and to just talk food food and stuff i love it and hansen is still in uh spain Wonderful. as far as i think espana espana she's in i don't know if she's in sevilla or if she's in Valencia or wherever she's they look like they're having a wonderful time too oh gosh it's so great and I'm love, loving seeing her new show I all know. the things it's just things have dropped really great so they didn't I know like it's a bummer to me because we dropped the episode the taste buds episodes with her and I together while I was gone and oh. so I couldn't really promote it very much or anything else but and then she's still gone so it's like I think next weekend we'll do a little we'll have a little more chat about it but honestly um and also next weekend is cookbook swap I love cookbook swap. I mean, you guys, it's going to be outstanding. Great. And I'm excited because we have Amy Thielen calling in and talking about her new book, Company, Company. on the show. Yeah. We also have James Norton next week, who is going to talk about, um, he's starting like a Substack about cookbooks. Oh, great. Yeah. So, and he's from Heavy Table. Just yep. lots of great stuff. So we're excited about that. So it should be a really good show. Oh, that's good. Next we're going to have Amy on our podcast too. Best oh, to the nest. Good. Oh, fabulous. Um, we've had her on before and had such a great time with her. And so uh, Marjorie and I will get her back soon too. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. I love all these books and these women and books and women. Uh, Me too. Okay. Guess what time it is. It's time for top two in hour two. Let's do it. Give him the old one, one two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two. In all right, so this is the time, you guys. We talk about a couple things that we are mildly obsessed with, that we are interested in or want to share with you. Mm. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay. I have to decide because okay. I have like top five. <laughs> I know. I know it's problem. very difficult for me to be <laughs> limited. Um, I would like to take credit that the top two in hour two was my idea. Love you guys. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, you're right. It was. I totally <laughs> forgot that. I just want to make sure that I get credit on occasion for coming you up with it. Should. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, but it, right, it was during the season. It was right when you were like filling in with me in the summers. Yep, and when I said you need to expand the show to two hours, yeah. and then you could do the top two and like little cute things, and that little was it. Things. That's my it. claim to okay. fame on the show. That is your. That is it. That is your. Can you tell him a firstborn who needs to take credit I know, like, for that? That's idea. me. That's me. That's mine. I did that. I did that. It's a problem. I love it. All right. Well, my first one is going to be this wine documentary that I I decided that, that should be one of them. So it's called Living Wine, you guys. And I watched it actually on the plane back. But you heard me talk about Petulant Natural, and you hear me talk about Pet Nat and Natural Wines all the time. This documentary is a really great uh, visit with a bunch of young 
uh, California winemakers yeah. who are excited about natural wines and they're breaking it down and, and not just young, but there's a couple old really pioneers of the natural wine, wine movement, um, who are mentoring them. And it's, and it's kind of on, it's interesting because they were doing the filming on the cusp of the 2020 fires. Oh. And so not only do you get a look at natural wine and understanding of that, but then you get a look at what it takes to sort of battle smoke taint and harvest at a drop of a hat because there's a fire coming towards you. So it was fascinating. It was like the best movie I watched on a plane in a long time. So it's Gosh. called Living Wine and you can find it. I'll put a link up to it, but I think you can find most of it on. Um, I mean, you can find it on. I think you can just watch it online. Oh, it looks like there are some screenings. We'll see. Anyway, you can look for it um, and see how it goes. But I loved it. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. What's your What's your first one? I'm going to go with my first one, which is uh, broiling salmon. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I bring this up because I made this on Minnesota Live this week. I do a weekly live shot from my kitchen. Stephanie, you've been over before yeah. for this. And yeah. it's uh, Wednesdays during their 9 to 10 a.m. show. And it's really fun because... We get to bring a camera in and I just get to share something that I'm cooking and or bring a guest in who's cooking something or making something interesting. And I brought up this salmon because I've always really struggled with salmon and I love it. Mm -hmm. But making it has been difficult for me until I just popped the son of a gun under the broiler. Hello. Seven minutes under the broiler. Yeah. And. My salmon is perfection. Yeah. And I do it. um, Now I've been doing this like once a week. I bought a whole bunch of salmon from a fishery up in Alaska. Amazing. Had it shipped. So I've got like a freezer full of individually packed salmon fillets, which I think is the best gift that I've ever given to myself. Yes. And then it's really nice because I can just um, pop out however many we need for however many kids or, you know, if Jay's home or whatever for eating. Season with salt and pepper, a little bit of olive oil, pop it under the broiler, keep your oven at the half rack. Don't don't, don't put, put it, it up all next the way to up. It. Right. Don't walk away and switch the laundry. No. Just make sure that you're standing there. And I you can stand I there don't for even seven put minutes. it on parchment paper. I spray my sheet pan with a little bit of that avocado oil spray. Yeah. Um, just to keep the bottom from sticking. But parchment paper will burn under yeah. the mm-hmm. broiler. Believe me, ask me how I know. I know. Mm-hmm. And just broil it for seven minutes and you get like a little bit of crisp texture on the top. The meaty part, like the thicker part of the filet is going to be beautifully medium rare underneath. And then the smaller part will be like a little bit more well done. And then you can make like a salmon rice bowl or have whatever. But it's been a full out game changer for me for dinners because it is seven minutes. Seven minutes of broiling. I know. That's it. That's it. I know. I and think, it doesn't turn out like you don't get that like white albumin-y stuff yeah. that gets all like the fat thick. that kind of yeah. goes up to the and, top. Um, and then, you know, wild caught salmon is the way to go. It really is. And I would say that if you like there's Arctic char that you should be or steelhead trout actually is also if you if you've never done steelhead trout, which is is in the same family. Yeah. Because trouts and salmon are in the same. Yeah. Because it's pink. Steelhead it is trout. pink. It mm-hmm. looks like it, they often call it salmon, but it is. You know, steelheads are trouts, and that to me has the most wonderful texture that you never want to overcook. Oh, it's so good. Um, I just, I'm going to link up the segment on Minnesota Live so you guys can watch it. And I love how the producers titled it in the web copy. Yeah. Elizabeth's Fight with Salmon. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shout out to 
out to the Minnesota Live producers who crushed it. Elizabeth's fight with salmon is the headline on the story. I just have a picture of you like like punching a Chinook in the face or something like that. Like mm, mm, mm. very that's very funny. Okay, well, and of course I have to take a moment, and especially because Grant's here, I've got a shout out to my favorite bookies fish market. Yes. And I know because it's your buddy, Mike. Yes, yes. Works there, Grant. Yes, that's my best friend from high school. Yeah. I love it. That's, where is it? Oh, it, where is it, you ask? Uh, two blocks from my house in St. Louis yes. Park. It's in the Texatonka mm-hmm. uh, Center. Do so they have to ask you to leave sometimes because you're there so much? <laughs> Listen, they call me. <laughs> <laughs> they they call me. They, I am on a special line when we get when they get Toro, the super fatty tuna in. They, I'm on like a special like call line, and they got call me, and they're like, "Do you want us to save you some?" And so sometimes I'm just like, "Well, guess that's what I have to change my dinner plans because I have Toro now waiting for me, oh, like yeah. before I go home." Love that. But so Mike and you know Chris Nelson, who is the owner, yeah. are, and I knew that Grant was friends with them. But they are. Here's the other thing about them: they just want to chat and they just want to hang out, and they so are. they have a coffee machine in the front of the store. They're like the hardware store of the Texatonka. <laughs> there are old dudes who come in and get coffee and just sit and chat, mm-hmm. and it's. It's like it's a fish market. That is amazing. <laughs> it is not. It is not a normal Minnesota thing, and I'm so grateful. Like I'm never gonna move. I can't move. <laughs> I love it. I have to redo my house because okay. I can't move. That is so okay. Say the name of it one more time. Brookie's Fish Market. Okay, we got to put that you in got, the notes. You, too. Yeah, you should have them on the show. Seriously, oh, I will because they Chris is like outstanding. Of uh, he was a for, he was a fish rep for restaurants. He's he's a riot. Love oh my it. gosh. And he wanted to like stop traveling and doing all the stuff and he just wanted to like yeah. hunker down and like and like have a relationship with the community. Yeah. And he's doing it. And Michael worked at Coastal for a long time. Yep. And that's they they met together and now Michael is a silent partner in it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's and he's oh, in a band. Wow. Yeah, Michael right in the wrongs. We Michael talk about the them wrongs. on Low J all the time. So I know. double pump for Mike here. I love it. Thank oh my you. god. Well I just burned up through our time. So I guess Brookies is my uh second <laughs> choice for the day. I was gonna say olive oil, but you know what? It's actually Brookies. Yeah. So yes. yeah. also PS they also not just fish there, you guys. They have a little like market on the side. That's where I buy my Duke's mayo. I buy Kewpie mayo. I buy a whole bunch of Japanese seasonings. And it is like, it is an outstanding source. And like, I just watched it. It's like it. a and little then, East Coast market in and Minnesota. Then you go next door and it's West Side Wines. And so then you go next door and you say, hey, you guys, I just bought this salmon. I just bought this abalone. I just bought this, these clams. What should I pair with it? And they will do that. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know. you might you need guys to move to your neighborhood. Come to my neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Actually, don't keep all of our prices low. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just not going to pay that many taxes. It's I get fine. It. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk to the Chips Clubhouse ladies and talk a little bit about what they got going on in St. Paul. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on my Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on my Talk 1071. I'm glad you guys are here in October, which is the best month. The best month of the year. Never leave Minnesota Never in October. Leave, I know. I One year I went September. to San Diego and Austin. In a month of October. Don't and I was like, I just ruined my October. Yeah. I don't want to be in either of those places no. in October. And I um, and I have learned a valuable lesson that yes, year, good. Steph. And I've never repeated my mistake. And listen, once you're done with your kids. <laughs> you once can, I'm done with them. Yeah, then you can do September too. Uh, yeah. You can travel in September and October's open. Yeah. But what's really fun about October is, of course, there's lots of October festing that's been going on. But I like the fact that there's a lot of different kinds of October festing. And so I wanted to have the ladies from Chips Clubhouse on. We have Tara Coleman and Gia Mangiabelli. Are you guys there? We're here. It's just me. Tara's busy feeding everyone breakfast. Okay. <laughs> so it's just Gina Mangiabelli. That's all right. Gina, I'm just going to say your name so differently from now on because you know I've been to Italy now, so... 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've been following. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what my name means. Does it means good food? It means eat apples. Oh, it means eat apples. apples? Yeah, and the only food I'm allergic to is apples. No way, Gina. <laughs> I still eat them. Up. Okay, that's like God playing jokes on you. That's a sense of humor from the divine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you guys, Gina is fantastic. And Gina, first of all, tell us a little bit about Chips Clubhouse because I know that Elizabeth hasn't been there yet. No. And I just, I think oh, yeah. I love the way that you guys talk about who you are. So give us a little setup for what Chips is on Snelling in St. Paul. Um, I mean, I just think it's a great neighborhood spot. Yeah. So we have a, a little dark and kind of cozy interior vibe. Um, we have a great cocktail program by St. Paul legend, uh, Tim Leary. Amazing. Um, and we just make really good, I would say not comfort food, but just the stuff you want to eat, the the stuff you remember and you go back for. That's, that's always what I go for. It's kind of a supper club vibe, but not, you know what I mean? I love the fact that you kind of dip into that supper club vibe because I think you are, it's that same feeling of comfort, that same feeling of welcome and hospitality, but it doesn't feel like that stuffy, weird thing. You're very modern in your presentations, you know, and it's, it's very homey, but yet I don't feel like it's a throwback, you know? Yeah. I try, I try to take the food that uh, we sort of grew up on and then just put all of our, you know, all of our like culinary experience into it and make it, um, you know, a little elevated, but not stuffy. It looks like too. just, I'm looking at your menus and just your images. There's like a playfulness to it yes. that I think is really delightful too. That has to be intentional. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the benefit of, uh, running a business with your best friend. <laughs> I don't know if you ever met her or follow her Instagram, but she has the best personality and just, it's, she's got very good vibes. So we, we do keep it really playful. Otherwise, you know, it's just food. So we, we try to make it, um, and we try to make the whole vibe kind of fun. You have an image of a burger on your menu that makes a person just want to throw oh. down whatever they're doing and just walk oh, yeah. to your spot. Yeah. That's def- we definitely sell the most hamburgers. I'm, I'm relatively new to the Twin Cities, and I didn't know how you much didn't know. Burger yeah. City it, it is, man. You guys love them. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> now, and just as a sidebar, letting us know and, and, and making sure people understand that there is a... Uh, business next to you, Hot Hands Pie and Biscuit, which is attached, which is sibling to you guys. It's all, yeah. it's not the same restaurant. I want to make sure you guys understand that, but it is, you guys, it's all part and parcel, isn't it? Yeah, um, we're we're business partners. Hot Hands is all Paris, and then we're we're business partners on chips, because she, she got to Minneapolis, St. Paul um, about two years before I did. So That's- she's uh, slinging biscuits and pies for I think they're on their four year anniversary this year. Yeah, that's a great spot. I have been there and so I have had the food from there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so Oktoberfest yeah. is happening. So how do you put your chip spin on Oktoberfest celebrations? Okay, so we're trying to squeak out the last, you know, the last one about how nice it is outside. So we're trying to uh, we're trying to do it outside, weather permitting, and it looks like it's going to hold up. Um, so we have, is that all you can eat, all you can drink type deal. I'm going to do a ton of really cool food. Um, I've got some classic roast chickens. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to butcher the, uh, pronunciation of this barnwurst. It's a garlic sausage. Um, and then what else are we doing? Oh, I'm doing, this is like the showstopper. I'm doing a bunch of, uh, crispy pork shanks. So I bring. Um, and like beer and you know aromats and stock and then uh we put them in the fryer so so they're like all uh 
I just uh, wish you could see Grant's face right now. You're literally talking. The guy oh. is almost on the floor with like love. <laughs> he wants that. They're, they're so good. Like, they're like pork lollipops, you know. They're they're <laughs> crunchy on the outside, so tender and yummy on the inside. And then I just put like you know pickles and mustard and all sorts of stuff and little buns so you can make sandwiches with them. This I, um, I mean, they're so good. Kill me now. So okay, when is the Oktoberfest? What time and when? Okay, it's what day? Uh, today's Saturday. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. The tickets are going to be open. I'm going to keep them open until it seems like we can't handle any more people. But we should we should be okay. And how much are tickets? Um, so if you get food and drink, all you can eat food and all you can drink, that's sixty bucks. And then I have just food for thirty five. So you're oh, not that's nice. Just all you can eat food for thirty five dollars. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like to make stuff affordable. St. Paul seems to um, really know the value of a dollar. Yeah. So I, try, I try not to go over my skis on that. But I think, you know, it's going to be great food. I'm going to do a, a great potato salad. I do some um, really cool sides, pickled stuff. Um, and, yeah, you, you really can't beat it for 35 bucks. I know. You guys were talking to Gina Mangimelli, chef at Chips Clubhouse in St. Paul and Snelling. Now, what do you guys have for, Is there are, are there signature Tim Leary cocktails with this? I think he's he might be making a a, a a special bath cocktail for everybody. I had heard him mentioning some grapefruit, so I'm I'm not going to spill his beans on that. Okay. But we do have um, some German beers that we brought in for it, so I'm going to mess up this pronunciation too. Hacker Shore. Hacker Shore. Yeah, you did yeah. good. Um, and then we got a Summit Oktoberfest, and indeed Oktoberfest, and then a Paul Liner Oktoberfest. So oh, good. I then, like Indeed's Oktoberfest. Yeah, That's I do good. too. Are you, okay. so Gina, are you doing stuff in the back? I mean, like, do you guys have a little patio area set up behind the yeah, restaurant? We've got a bunch of um, tables and chairs we're going to have out there for everybody. And the cool part about it is too, like, if you just buy one ticket or two, t- you know, you and you, wh- whoever, you, you're going to end up sitting with a bunch of fun people. Yes. And it's kind of, you know, it's like a little community building. So it, it's fun. Oh, my God. And you guys do sorts of these fun stuff every once in a while throughout the year. You've had different little yeah. grill-out parties. Yes. Uh, we, you know, cooking in restaurants is a lot of the same thing every day. So we, we like to shake it up every so often. So we'll do um, – we like to do a Memorial Day party. And then we'll, I like to do um, special menus, too. So, like, Thanksgiving we'll probably do um, – you know, we'll probably cook a bird and a bunch of sides that you can pick up and not have to do anything. I, I like doing fun stuff like that. You do because you don't – it's true. You want to kind of mix it up, and especially community-driven uh, spots because then you have your neighbors coming all the time. You want to give them something to come back for, right? Yeah, that's fun. And kind of plan around and plan yeah. plan the event around. I'm just, like, staring at your menu. It's so good. And I love the joke at the bottom of the cocktail menu. There's a picture of a fish, and it says a fish walks into a bar. Bartender says, shouldn't you be in school? <laughs> oh, my God. So great. All right. That makes me happy. We're going to we're gonna go, Gina, and let you get to cooking. But thank you so much. Visit Chips Clubhouse, and we'll have you back on again uh, soon, anytime. Okay. Thank you. I'm Thanks, Gina. Fan. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. This Shout is out a to great day. Julia Cobb. She's listening. So yeah. let's give. Hey, uh, Julia, some love. Yeah, and I did see Lori last night at Fashionopolis, so that was fun. Lo-J. Lo-J. Oh, love you guys. Very fun. Um, I'm so happy because we are being joined by uh, my work wife, my other work <laughs> wife, uh, Ms. Dara Moskowitz-Grumdahl. Are you there, Dara? 
Hello. Hello, Hello Sugar. Hello. Hi, Dara. How are you today? Elizabeth Reed, I owe you an email. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I was thinking about that on the drive in here. I was like, you know what? Dara emailed me. I emailed her back, and then I have heard then, nothing. Why does she not want to promote her book on my uh, uh, arenas, Dara? I absolutely do. I, you're any day, all times. Like, I find, like, working women, man, it is so hard. It is. To take care of these little babies and and even when they get gargantuan and they still need so much yep. the whole day is like driving people to homecoming and finishing outfits and it's a joy it is such a bliss and a joy and a you know treasure and a moment but it's also like and then laundry is a thing you throw out the window and hope <laughs> the fairies will come and take for you i know so. <laughs> it is. It's the great, like, we wanted women to get to a place where we could have it all. Oh, and then, then we actually But then we're in a place where we have to do it we all. We didn't know that we had to do it all. And that, in the break, I was texting um, about getting my son to a birthday party this morning. Is what That's that's what's happening. There's always a multitask going on. But, Dara, I'm so excited for you about this new book. This is the first time I'm getting it in my hands. Yeah, I so put it I know, in your hands. Um, oh. I need to get a copy and read about it. But, you know, everything you write... I love to read. And so I wonder from you, how do you even decide what you want to write about when it comes to book form? Because well, these are collected essays. Yeah, it's a but whole. Like, how did you pick what went in there? It was so hard. Yeah. And I, had, I could have made I could have made 30 of these books and I'm not even joking. So the thing that I decided to do, which is maybe not a career good idea but i just wanted to get my story out for the first time and so i actually have like the little memoir with all of the you've always wondered like why is this lady so dedicated to getting these stories out why does she put in so much time steph knows that it's kind of a nightmare it's like if you send me to do a story i will talk to someone for 12 to 15 thousand hours and then and i come back with the greatest story but it's like it's a full psychic immersion and right i can't even tell you the number of times where i run into someone after i've known you've talked to them and they look at me and they're like you know we talked for like four hours i'm like yeah i wasn't gonna tell you that ahead of time because it kind of has to just happen but like yeah i love it Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i mean i just i care so passionately about community and about minnesota and the real secret is that minnesota very much saved my life yeah i was a i was a i was a desperate street teenager (laughs) like I was I came from the worst of the worst and I was not even comfortable saying that until last October until I was 50 I had to be 50 before I had enough therapy and enough healing and enough walking in circles around lakes and enough parenting under my belt where I was like oh, that's not what you do to an 11-year-old. Like, that's not how we, we don't throw teenagers out of the house at 13 to make their own way in the world. That's not parenting. Like, that's another thing. I know. <laughs> and, and Dara, to be honest, like, the, the bravery that you showed by putting that in the front of your book and really kind of setting that tone, which we haven't, I mean, you and I have worked together for a decade and we never talked about that stuff. And I oh. just think that it was so... I thought it was wonderful and like a truly human setup to all the magical words that come from you. Thank you. I really felt like it's time to just kind of, 
you know, ha- let the storyteller tell the stories. And this is the thing, you know, and so the question is, how did I pick those things? Well, I really picked a lot of the ones that aren't in print anymore. Yeah. You know, I I have just had this career. I think of it like hopping from a volcano island to another volcano island because the other one like hop, you know, fell under the sea. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I put so much of my 20s into backroom politics and making myself a gourmet writer. Gourmet was like the shining city on the hill to me. It meant everything. I published my, you know, I did so many little, like a little thing and a little thing and a little thing. And then finally I got a feature in gourmet and one month later they shuttered forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, God. (laughs) And Steph will know what this means. So the piece that I wrote for gourmet, you know, this travel story was They've commissioned it at 4,500 words. That's like almost, you know, that's, that's a, I don't know, tenth of a novella. Like yeah, a lot, it's a lot. A lot of words. And then they, and then all of a sudden at the last minute they're like, oh, we don't have ad pages because it's the Great Recession of 2008. Can you, we have to run this at 1,700 words. Did they? Oh, my God. And so that's the piece that closes the book is the 4,500 word on, you know, unmessed with like from my heart thing that was supposed to run. And it's about, you know, the, the, the great river Valley between Minnesota and Wisconsin. And also my boy who was a baby. At the yes. Time. Oh my and gosh. I, well, speaking of that, I have to just be honest that it's wonderful that there are so many, you know, uh, articles in there from, the magazine that you and I worked on together. And so like for me to see some of that stuff is wonderful, but I have to be totally honest that, you know, I think I've told you that before. My absolute favorite thing you've written is the donut whisperer. And it is such a personal tale that she wrote in uh, Minnesota monthly about uh, the struggles with her son and his eating, you know, uh, habits when he was little. And it just resonates. I read it again the other night, Dara. And I was like, I just, it's timeless. It's like every parent's struggle, but a food critic's, as a parent struggle. If you haven't read it, the Donut Whisperer is just a key moment for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that story. And Ms. Elizabeth Reese, you will appreciate that. Like, that was the last time I wrote about my kids because I got such a flood of like, you're a bad mother. I'm diagnosing you. I'm diagnosing them. Uh, You've caused your child to have diseases by bad mothering. Like, just (laughs) like the waterfall, Niagara Falls of criticism and nastiness and meddling and like the whole the petty, you know, gates of hell opened up yeah. and they <laughs> everything came for me. And in retrospect, I wish that I had had more strength and more therapy and more wisdom to just be like, petty is some people's life and like meddling is some people's life and just, you know, go on because um, parenting for me was magical and healing and incredible as yes. well as exhausting and, yeah. you know, just bring you to a pile of tears on the floor because like god forbid you get a cold when everyone else has a cold (laughs) yes that's so true though and i but i think you know talking about that journey and giving some of those insights as to what was going on behind the scenes when you were writing those stories is so important and you if you know as you explain in the beginning of the book where you came from if you're parenting and you weren't parented well you're you're extra sensitive to yes. that because you're extra trying to figure it out. The book is called The Essential Dear Dara mm-hmm. by Dara Moskowitz Grumdahl. And I'm just so excited to dig into this. And now that 
I mean, I didn't realize you talked to people for that long. It doesn't surprise me that you're so, that you immerse yourself so much. But I wonder, Dara, if you could pinpoint something about yourself as to where that deep curiosity comes from, what's within you that just makes you constantly wondering and wanting to get to a deeper level of the story than just about anybody else does? Well... I can get into a very spiritual woo-woo kind of place with this, but I really I love the woo. Bring on the woo. Yeah, we love the woo. (laughs) I do believe that people's stories matter. You know, I believe that when you find out that the the guy who invented the hot sauce was had this, you know, dumpster diving, really precarious childhood, and you know, like his 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 one you know stronghold in the world is to like make this one thing that people like about him this one thing that he can anchor his you know future and integrity and and everything in it's just like it changes how you see the world and it makes the world not feel so you know capitalist and desperate and aspirational and like we're all about to be thrown out of our houses we don't have enough money and we're not inexhaustible you know and it just is like oh yeah i'm a human in a community of other humans and we have our stories and we have our amazing ways that we punch through and have strength and we have our our incredible blind spots and when you can see someone's humanity like your humanity comes up to meet them and you feel less alone and you have a better world i truly i truly believe this from my soul and so that's that's why i do that work I, you know, I, as a food writer, Steph, you know, we've talked about this so many times. I, I hate being in that feeling of like, oh, we're in this aspirational spend money space and yeah. the $90 caviar appetizer is somehow better than the $4 taco. And it's like, it's not that at all. It's never that. It's like, never that. It's, it's just, it can't be that. And we can't let that kind of shallow materialism like poison us all like we have to we have to go past that to to our humanity and our i truly also believe like our humanity is what saves us and our storytelling is how we how we access it if you know the stories of the people around you then you have compassion for them if you just like imagine things about people then you kind of turn them into paper dolls and then you can be angry at them and set fire to them and i you know we have such a we have such a culture right now that's got a 15 minutes of hate it's like who are we gonna hate now like yeah. oh yeah everybody get your energy up and i just want i would just want everything to be the opposite of that and i think when you look at the book as a whole like what you will see about the Twin Cities and about Minnesota as a larger place is like we are a place of bold and eccentric and interesting and unique people. Like so many people in the book, you will find them nowhere else. Like these are not California people. These are not New York people. Like these are people who are making dolls out of dog felt. Oh my God, the dogs. The dogs is your favorite, I think. I swear to God. I love this. You're so magical. This is so great. Congratulations. I can't wait to dig into this. And letting you guys know that Darren and I are going to sit at Brother Justice this coming Wednesday. Oh, I just cashed my bottle of whiskey the other night from them. Come on, let's go. Everybody show up. It's a free ticket. If you want to come, 5 to 7 p.m., we're going to do a little Q&A. We're going to dig a little deeper into some of this stuff. And uh, 
Jared's going to be there selling and signing books, and it's yes, just going to be fantastic. I, so, and I will tell you, if you have never had a drink with Steph and I, it <laughs> is like I would say that ten percent of the time I am just crying, and Steph is like, "Where did? Why did this go this way again?" And we can tell you all of the insane stories, like when when Steph's mom was dying, I am the one who started sobbing. I had to comfort this- Dara a lot during my mom's journey. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We were just laughing about the ridiculousness of it, like (laughs) as it was happening. And so it's like, Steph Uh, and I are each other's like secret keepers. I will not write about you, but you should come have a drink with us. Yes. Brother Justice on, is it on Wednesday? Because it is the most fun and the most realist thing. Oh, you guys, this is great. This is so fun. No one knows that about us, girlfriend. Okay, Dara, now go home and email me. Love you. Okay, everybody. All right. Well, I'll see you later, girl. All right. Love you. Thank you. Bye. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Weekly Dish. I want to thank Elizabeth Reese for being here today. Oh, my gosh. I want to thank you for inviting me. I love getting to come and spend time here. It, it was is so great. Such great conversations. And um, it's, oh, gosh, talking to Dara was so wonderful. And you guys, you can find her book like at Majors and Quinn. I know for sure that they have uh, copies of it. Yep. I think local bookstores around town have it. The um, Essential Dear Dara. Yeah. It's Minnesota Historical Press. You can find it online, too. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, fantastic. And so I'm, I'm just super proud of her. I really am. And I just am also just super proud of the writing community in town. Um, and so like next week, for instance, we have our book, our cookbook swap, like I said, but it also happens to be the Twin Cities Book Festival next week. Yeah. And so Rain Taxi is throwing just a huge event. Dara's actually going to. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Be on stage, I think, for that as well. If you want to go listen to her live after that. But yeah, I mean, I just writing and write. You, you, you guys know, like writing is super important to me. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've said it before, like, I don't want to just write things. I want to write things that make people feel stuff. You know, and they do. Like, that's the thing, and I think that's the joy of it all. But yeah. there's some really great moments in her intro too that are just really, you know, about writing. How and- Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine has both of you on staff is like a real. 
they have the jackpot. It's the it's the creme de la creme. It's pretty awesome. I mean, and and you know, and I love that there are different kinds of writing going on around town. You know, different outlets that are bubbling up and doing the work that they need to be doing. And I just, I'm I'm a fan of the literary ness of the Twin Cities, especially too, as it's like cooling down and getting more cozy, mm, mm, and you just want to like mm. put a big piece of meat in a pot and put it in the oven and then sit down and read something. Don't you want to do that? And then have a glass of your natural, natural wine. Wine. That you've been talking about. <laughs> hey, I wanted to mention too. Speaking of the natural wine that you were talking about, yeah. Um, if you haven't tried, so Dry Farm Wines is a company you can order from. Okay, and then Cameron Diaz <laughs> has wine right. called Aveline, and you might think like, oh, it's a celebrity wine. This is kind of lame. But I've listened to podcasts with Cameron and then her um, co-founder, and it's really great. And then I ordered some and tried it and really loved it. And I think as you start to look at Getting a little bit back to basics where, you know, you're trying to connect with farmers and, um, you know, get meat that is raised the way that you want it to be raised and really support them. It's the same way with what you're drinking. It sort of just becomes this thing where you want to increase that awareness with everything that you're consuming and everything that you're buying. So those are a couple of good options. Um, And, I, you know, this movie that I was talking about, one of the things that is so interesting that they say is that, you know, you there's like 90 different things that can go into wine mm-hmm. that are additives and that they're never on the label. Yeah, you don't wine, know it. wine has a real interesting labeling process, yeah. as in they don't have to nope. share anything. <laughs> no, and they say it could be like, so when you see Chardonnay, you know, because it's that's the name of it because it's the grape name but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing in there and one of the things that they're saying was so interesting to me too was that you know the way that we think of the big wines the chardonnays the merlots the pinots there's the big the massive producers of these things are invested in getting it to taste a certain way that we have decided is chardonnay is merlot they have to get it there that means that they have to add things in to get it to the place where it's perfectly like that every time. Mm-hmm. Now, wine has a lot of terroir and it has a lot of difference and variance. And yes, you can find three Pinots from different places that taste different. That's not what we're saying. But there are some of those mass producers that it's just like you have to think about this. You know, it's, you know, it's like big everything. There's there's like a monotony to it when like every Dorito is going to taste the same, you mm-hmm. know, where every steak, a steak from Minnesota might taste different than a steak from Idaho. Yeah. And that's the beauty. And so. Um, I don't know, the older I get, like the less I'm thinking about, you know, what to cut out or how to eat clean or whatever, yeah. but it's how can I be more connected to the ground that I'm standing on yeah. and how can I go back to, you know, how were things made way back when that my body would recognize it more versus being made in a lab. And thinking about that is oddly makes your eating choices a lot more simple. Yeah, it, it just really It really does because if you just remove... So many of the options. Yeah. It's it makes things so much more simple because you just kind of bring it back to basics and it's really freeing. And I think that there's something about um, even and I'm just because this is the last show that I'll do this when I was in Italy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but watching watching there was the farm that we went to in Sorrento, this lemon farm, and the mom was cooking like it's my mom in the kitchen, you know, and I peeked over and I was like, Buongiorno. And, you know, and I said, you know, I was saying grazie mille for all the food. And it just her kitchen was so she just had cooked for like 30 people because we were one of the tours that they had there. But they had other people going. And it was like it was so simple. And it was like we had bruschetta. You know, we had like a piece of bread with beautiful tomatoes and garlic on it and the flavor and like a little buffalo mozzarella on the side. And it was like it was 
so simple and you forget. You forget with like, I'm trying to do all the things and I want to maximize all my flavors, but sometimes paring it down. And so, you know, as being home so far for the last couple of days, just two days, I've just really literally had, again, ham and bread and olive oil. That's what I've been. I just like had that. And yogurt. I missed my yogurt. I will say that. Yeah. You know? And so, I don't know. Maybe we can. And I agree with you. When you get older, you start to think a little bit more streamlined in those kind of things. That's why it gets better, guys, as you get a little bit older. This lie that it's all going downhill? P.S. Do not buy this youth culture crap. No, don't buy it. It gets better. Better and better. um, better. And you care less about the things that you don't need to care about. And so it's totally freeing. What a huge freedom it's been. Yeah, it really is. I think that's that's a good way to look at it. I love the the Italy stories. It's just so fun. It's exact. It does exactly what travel should. Yeah. Whenever I come back from a trip, I always think like, what did I learn about how people are living there? Yeah. And how I want to incorporate that a little bit more into living here. The, The Italian lesson, too, that's always entertaining is. Um, Italian mothers, when they're short on time, make risotto. Yep. And here, the idea of making risotto is like, oh my gosh, it's this huge production. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And dedicating 20 minutes to just stirring some rice and some stock is not. 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. It's, that's not. It's not long. A, a crisis. No, like, in fact, those when, because I, and I know not knocking on the Instant Pot, but when I discovered you could make Instant Pot risotto was like the worst day of my life, actually. Because then everyone is like, oh, just make it in the Instant Pot. I'm like, but like the actual stirring and while I'm sipping a glass of wine and have like a podcast on yeah. is actually the part that is the best part. It's And I don't knock on the Instant Pot no, either because I either. think people should make things how they want to make it. But why I've never had an Instant Pot, as you know. And I like other things too, but I just can't handle the idea of not being able to peek in. It's like it's a real. I can't That's do true. it. I, know. I can't. You're not do a pressure cooker kind of gal. No, I'm just no. not. I'm just. I I need to peek. Yes. I need to smell need to it. it. I need to You're know. Like, I need to see. Something is happening. I can't. I can't be that disconnected from it. I just. Yeah. I can't function. So I know that about myself. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, thank you. That's why we have you on the show, girl. I love hanging that's out 100%. with you. It's a blast. All right, you guys. Cookbook swap, swap next week. Stay tuned. Hanson will be back. Ciao, ciao.